Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Buckler. And I'm Chris Heine. And this week we're headed to Iceland. Woohoo! Woohoo! We're excited. This is our, our second year um, going with the Iceland Residency Program, and we've got a lot of uh, information for you guys that are interested in hearing more about that. In the past couple years, we have traveled to Iceland to explore, to kind of reinvigorate our practice, to talk with other artists, and to really get a sense of who we are in such a magnificent place. And about a month ago, we actually had the uh, exhibition for Iceland Residency 2014, Mm -hmm. which some of you guys may have seen. Jenny, do you want to tell people about the program, what it is and what it's all about? So last year was our first year traveling with artists. We brought 11 artists with us from all over the world from different mediums and backgrounds and practices. Uh, We had a couple photographers, a couple people in the concept art and gaming industry. Um, But everyone came together to travel with us for about a week through southern Iceland. Uh, We visited lots and lots of like geological and amazing places including volcanoes and glaciers and lots and lots of like beachfronts and things like that um, so people could talk explore collaborate and sort of share the insides of their practice with one another Um, each night artists shared a workshop where they sort of taught people what was important to them and they could have real conversations about the things that they care about in art making in living and exploring and all the wonderful things. Um, so when we had the Iceland exhibition up just about a month ago, um, each artist had a collection of work of things that they made inspired by their journey there. So a couple of the things were made there. People displayed sketches and lots of like on-site drawings and illustrations, as well as lots of stuff that was made inspired by the entirety of the experience. So it was really special and near and dear to all of us. So this next year, we are about to leave and we are actually doing two back-to-back residencies, bringing 24 artists. So we are very excited to meet everyone. It'll be very fun. It's great to give you kind of an idea of how the um, information and the jurying works. We are really looking for artists that want to share what they do with other people. And so um, definitely looking for people that love um, sharing techniques, people that want to talk about art theory, people that want to just talk about their practice. Um, So if you're open and you're interested in connecting with other people, um, this may be a really great opportunity for you. So um, the process to apply is actually online. If you go to our website, uh, lightgrayartlab.com, on the front page, you'll see a big button that says Iceland Residency 2016. It's got a big, awesome picture of a glacier on it. And you'll get some information about the program, kind of what we do, and sort of the things that you can expect. So... Somewhere in there is a link to a form, uh, and that form is basically the entire application. What it is is it'll ask you about who you are, what you do, and then what we really look for is an articulate answer for just how do we get to know you, you know? So that's mm-hmm. probably the most important part. The The other thing that is really good to pay attention to is, as Jenny said, people are there to share what they do, and so uh, we ask everybody to to do a mini workshop. And if you can articulate what that workshop might be, even if it's just a bunch of different ideas, that really gives us a sense of what you'd like to share with other people and helps us craft a great experience for everybody that's joining us. So 
that's kind of where it is. So it's on front page of the website. And if you have any questions, you can always send us an email at hello at lightgrayartlab.com. Mm-hmm. So while we are in Iceland, I'll give you guys a quick update of what's happening in the gallery space. Um, so we just closed the Patches and Stitches exhibition. If you guys missed that show, it will be on the shop for just a couple more weeks. We have some fantastic patches, originals, um, limited edition pieces by about 70 artists from around the globe. Uh, so that will be on the shop for just a little bit longer. But we are closing down this week so we can reprep for a really special show that's opening on August 7th from 7 to 10 p.m. Um, we're proud to present alongside the Autoptic Art Festival and the Chi Fao Mi uh, residency program that happens at MCAT every summer. It is a comic exhibition featuring five international artists that will be showcasing originals, zines, books, and really fun stuff. Um, so I hope you guys come out for the kickoff party for Autoptic and the opening reception. And then you can actually see us the very next day, August 8th and 9th at Autoptic, which is happening in the ARIA building. Uh, we have some great interns. Becca will be there. Um, we have a couple artists that we exhibit with regularly that will be helping out. So you can come check out all of our projects. Lots and lots of prints. Really fun stuff. We'll have big sales. So come say hi and... Um, yeah, greet all our people. So. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I think you guys will really enjoy seeing um, a lot of the Minneapolis, St. Paul, and surrounding area community um, arts people. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of really fun people and a lot of really fun projects. So um, again, it's it's kind of one of our couple times a year fundraisers. And so if you want to support what we do, it's a great chance to come by and grab some cool stuff and um, say hi. So yeah. So as we're getting ready for this crazy experience... Um, we are in the flurry of, of insanity again, which is, I think, a normal topic for us at all points in time. Chris is normally fairly chill. Mm-hmm. He's shaking his head in a, a slow yes. Yes, things are crazy. Yes, things are always crazy. Um, but I was thinking about this uh, when we were sitting around the other day, and I have a question for you guys. Every time I think about like all of the things I'd like to do, it's always during the time when I've got a lot of other stuff that I have to finish. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I know I'm just about to head on a really awesome trip. But then I was like, I wonder where else we could go or what else we could do. And I'm always thinking about it right on top of everything. I know that's one of Chris's like major pet peeves is like we haven't even finished the thing that we started and we're thinking about the next thing. But do you ever feel like you have the most ideas when you have all sorts of crazy stuff going on? I, I guess I do because if you're working on something, you might be thinking like, man, I wish I was working on this or I wish I was doing this. Even though what you're doing technically is A really thing cool. that you wanted to do yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it is, it still is. But I mean, eventually you get down to the nuts and bolts of this stuff that's not that fun anymore. For instance, editing pages and pages of copy eventually <laughs> is not that fun anymore. And then you're like, boy, I wish we could, I wish I could return to that board game design that I had and, and play around with that. I don't really think I start new things. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not thinking huge scale. But, but are I'm just you brainstorming? Like, like you're sitting there and you're editing copy and you're like, you know what would be cool? I'm just trying to plan... I'm always trying to plan when I can do the things that I already have to do. Oh, like editing photos, editing photos or yeah, putting in the next podcast. Just all those like things where they're not humongously ambitious projects, but they're things that require time. And whenever I'm sitting there working, which requires focus, but not 100% focus all the time, then I'm thinking about all the other things. But you're only thinking about the things you've... You've already committed to? I've already committed to enough things that I probably will never finish them, so. (laughs) (laughs) What? 
<laughs> and then what about you? I mean, do you think, uh, like, does it give you ideas to think beyond, like, what you... I think, you- like, usually, especially this week, this week is kind of ridiculous trying to, like, finish everything up. And especially, like, because we are doing the exhibitioner space and autoptic and things like that, I'm both prepping for... Iceland time and the time that we're not here and so it feels extra stressful but I usually try to suppress those things that are like what about this what about this because I would rather just like give the attention to the thing I'm actually working on and like make sure it's good before I move on to something else yeah when it comes down to the wire I do a pretty good job of being like not not even thinking about all the things I have to do immediately and be like, this right. is the one task right now. That's right. really hard for me. That I have to do. Well, otherwise I would just go insane. Yeah. Because all I can do is think <laughs> about, like right now, how many deadlines for clients do we have? Like 10, 9? Yeah. Some, some before we like leave that. for Iceland, plus all the things we have to do for Iceland, plus the other projects that we have to wrap before we leave for Iceland for like right yes. plus all the things that's see when you happen. put it like that it seems like crushingly unrealistic well but that's when why you... you have to only think about the one that needs to happen right now yes well, okay so like somehow I'm able to cut out the most of the list <laughs> I don't know how all I can think about is lists and I know Jenny yeah. only thinks in lists yes. but like yes. like here's my weird like brain illustration so like <laughs> <laughs> so I so I'm drawing a straight line okay yes and my straight line on one side of the straight line is the first thing I have to focus on to get it done. First deadline. And then there's a big string of things that I'm supposed to be doing at some point. And then eventually the line starts to turn a different color. And those are all the things that I would love to do somewhere in the future. So I feel like I'm really good at just ignoring the middle section. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be. But yeah, so <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, this was on fire. You just do that one that's like. Right at I the think end the, of the difference line. between you and me, because you do think in lists, because you like to sit down and say like, okay, let's just list out everything. Actually, you really happen. do like that, yeah. But yeah. the difference between you and me, and you probably noticed this a million times, is you start that list, and eventually the list becomes more items than is helpful, and then that's when my <laughs> that's when my eyes glaze oh. over, and I'm like, well, now I now we're talking yeah. about more things than I can even like put a list together for. So yes. The, the tricky part about making that list is that all of a sudden, for example, if I said I have to send files to press, yeah, and then I also said I have to prepare for Iceland, and then if I said yeah. I have to finish five beach towels, yeah, and I have to go teach a class, like when I'm like, okay, teach a class, all right, I'll focus on that one, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, before I go teach my class. I have to pick up a bunch of materials. Oh, you know what? I need to also go to Kinko's. But before I go to Kinko's, I'm going to have to print this thing out. And so then I'm going to have to make sure I have time to sit down and do this and this. So you can see how it inflates into some ridiculous like. But sometimes your list is like, today I need to make this beach towel. And then what should we do in March? And then I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't. I can't even wrap my head around how to like finish what's happening right this second. And not think that yeah. far out. You know what you, it gives oh, me? You're stuck in the future. I am stuck in the future. <laughs> because I'm, Lindsay's like, we need to get these files out the door today. And then I'm like, okay. And then I start working on it. And then I turn around and Lindsay's like, look at this house that we could get in Iceland. Isn't <laughs> yeah. this amazing? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So, look at I mean, it. I there's, feel like that's normal. There's tickets to Angor Wat on Groupon. Let's go. Groupon. Well, I feel like somebody's got to be thinking so far out there that it's not a surprise. Like, okay, so... Well, it is a surprise when I come back and you're like, guess who just booked tickets to 
Nepal. And I'm like, what? I, want to go to <laughs> I wish I had done that for real. That would have been yeah. nice. But I, I feel like, I feel like when you, okay, the, the worst thing in the universe is to be completely surprised. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I hate surprises. I hate being surprised in any fashion whatsoever. Like if I was going to go, if I was planning on going home and a person was in my house that I wasn't expecting, I would instantly. You mean like a burglar or a friend? A friend <laughs> and a burglar, I would be upset. But if, if like a person just showed up or if a person showed up and rang my doorbell even and they weren't even in my house yet, but I was in my house and doorbell rang, I would be like, who the whatever is that? <laughs> I said the I said a different word so you don't have to edit that out, Chris. Cool. Thanks. So, but I'd be like, who is, who could possibly be surprising me at this moment? Don't they know? that I'm doing something important or maybe not doing something important or taking a bath. I could be naked. Yeah, think of- <laughs> I could be in any state. And if a person rang the doorbell, I would be not happy. So don't ever ring my doorbell. Well, don't do it because the dogs flip out. But yeah, don't do. Yeah, that's that's knock. another reason. Um, I think we'll think back to when you were not naked, filled with naked responsibilities <laughs> in college when i was wearing, if somebody stopped oh, yeah. by unexpectedly um if somebody stopped by unexpectedly you know when you were in school were you did you flip out or did you say what an unexpected treat yeah i probably would have yeah i probably would have thought that was a treat like, well i think used, about when we used to work in the studio and every time somebody stopped by you'd be like hooray some days i am so elated to see people who stop in my studio but some days when I'm stressing out and somebody drops by, the last thing I need is to stop what I'm doing because I have packed it so tightly and I can't even get my stuff done. So right. that's the trick. When I was in when I was in college, I thought I was the busiest person in the universe. That's what everybody in college yeah. thinks. Yeah, and yeah. now you know that that's not true. And then, yeah, the weird thing is I talked to my students about that and they're like, oh, someday I'm not going to have to do all this. And I was like... Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, if you're a creative person, you're always going to be busy forever and ever and ever, forever, forever. And then you'll kind of like it when people stop by, but you'll also kind of not like it. But that's kind of what the problem is. I can't pick when I'm, you'll when like spontaneity. they bring you a coffee. Yeah, if they bring a coffee, then I'm all about it. I feel like then I'm like, this is great. And then you just grab it and push them over and then run back <laughs> in the basement. No, uh, but I, I like it. I mean, I, I suppose it just you just never know. Like the reason why it's spontaneous and awesome is because it's spontaneous and awesome. But it's also like when it's a surprise and you're like drowning in your own work or whatever, then you're, yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe that's also, maybe it's a me thing. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. It's the it, my inability to push somebody back out the door. I can't do it. So I have a hard time like setting my own boundaries or being like, I'm sorry, I'm really busy. I got to keep working. I won't. Yeah. And I won't tell people that. And I'll, I'll lament the fact that I've talked to somebody for a half an hour or two and, two and a half hours or something crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, it's funny. So this is kind of unrelated. But yesterday I was doing a bunch more research for the like four elements yeah and it's interesting because each person sort of gravitates towards a certain element and because you are pisces you're the water element right yes <laughs> did you read all sorts of horrible things no about no, no but i did read like it's interesting it's just it reminds me a lot of actually of the 
Myers-Briggs personalities or anything like that where they sort of separate people into the four things but of course like the earth element is similar to the pentacles or something that has to do with like earthly things getting work done like meditation but all of the which one's four, yours by the way? I'm the fire one oh yeah I'm, yeah because <laughs> I'm a Leo so um the four sections which like of course you have elements of all of these within you but if you got stuck into like the earth one like getting your work done like the fire one is supposed to offer the spontaneity and the whatever else like the fiery passion things like that and so all the elements have to exist to like balance all the other ones out that makes sense i guess when you do the myers-briggs you have a weird sliding scale between e and i Mm -hmm. you know an introvert or extrovert or whatever a little sliding scale between like thinking and feeling and right so like if you if you went too far down the path of like the earth version where you were like stuck in the basement all day or working and and you had no other like interests in your life (laughs) then the other elements like offer things to like counterbalance your your working ethic that makes sense you know so you need spontaneity i'm with my earth peoples (laughs) well i'm a water person so i would have to have infused with earth yes particles uh very oh like our water heater was so infused with earth particles that it started to leak all over. Well, that water heater is similar to having a guest over where all of a sudden one day we were like, our water heater's leaking. Yeah, why is it leaking? instead of being like, oh, that's going to wreck our house or something like that, it was more like, this is going to interrupt the work we have to do. Yeah, that was really... And it was more of an annoyance because we're like, we're going to have to stop doing what we're doing and find somebody to fix this. Fix this, yeah. And that was more stressful than being like our house is getting wet on the inside <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> yeah actually it's funny that you put it like that because that's exactly what I was thinking and I was like oh man I gotta put this on my list of like whatever yeah. and then I don't know worked out real nice but you the know plumber seemed like a very nice fellow yeah I that's liked him. Nice. he was nice he was very nice our basement was gross and he didn't say anything about it so I liked I'm him sure even more I'm sure he's seen worse basements he said he saw a basement that was flooded up to where the stairs go down what? Like a swimming pool. And I said, that must be disgusting because you got everybody's Christmas stuff floating around in there and like a murky sea creatures and whatever else could... Spiders. Yeah. Every sitcom ever has had like a scene like that where the basement's yeah. like flooded right up to the thing and then someone has to like swim in the basement. Specifically... Like Home Alone? Family yeah. Matters? Maybe. I don't remember ever seeing <laughs> Family Matters basement. Okay, I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know. Maybe it's not a sitcom thing. but <laughs> I feel no. like that's a thing. And then you're like, oh, man, I'm going to get stuck down here. Where's the hatch to open? Like you've got one in your Maybe basement. Maybe when we go to Iceland, you'll forget me and then it'll be like Home Alone and I'll... Wait, what? We'll be like, time to go. And then we're like, who's supposed to drive the van? I don't know. <laughs> Why are we just sitting here? <laughs> Why haven't we moved? Anyway. Anyway. We did get our water heater fixed. The end. But of more that importantly, story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I was gonna say I I feel like that when people drop by and we do have a million things to do, but yep. also I am happy that people reach out. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, that's the other thing. Sometimes Ava will say, "We're going to Fantasy Flight Game Center to play games all night right now," and that's the best thing to happen. It's like the best surprise, even though half the time I have to say no. But I'm always actually that's pretty good like ooh, and a lot of times i will be like well i have other things to do but i'm going to put them off because well that's how often have to live reason why that's awesome is that you don't have to feel guilty 
for like four hours beforehand. Like in that scenario, if you say no, you say no. But if you don't say no, you can instantly be like, how am I feeling right now? Is this a good time for this? And then you could just say yes or no. And that kind of invitation is fantastic. Because then you're like, yeah, I could do that. That's where living in a smaller commune would be nice. Chris was saying... (laughs) A lot of times I like to... I'll always text somebody and be like, hey, I'm up to do this thing right now. Yeah. And most of the time they'll be like, well, I I just left or I just ate, ate a or pizza. did something or whatever. Yeah. Or I just opened a beer. I can't like leave now. And <laughs> so um, that works, Jen? <laughs> no. If they live like next door. Well, Jenny's not the one I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah. But Chris if they live right next door, me. then they could just be like, yeah, sure. But because it's like a distance between us. Chris said we should buy a plot of land in Iceland and then build a bunch of tiny houses and then put people in them. Anyone? Yeah, and Anyone? we would basically Anyone? charge don't, people don't like come a over studio rate and mm-hmm. they could come and live there and they would get their own little tiny, you know, like little shipping crate mm-hmm. house. Like, and then there'd be a communal, there'd be like a communal area with desks and workspace and things like that. Oh, Which sounds incredible. It, like great ice lab. My favorite ice lab. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that too. But I was like, I'd do that. Yeah, Yeah. well, see, you know what I'm saying? When you're sitting there making like a design for a whatever, like a something, and and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, I'm drawing this lobster. This is cool. And then you're like, I wonder what it would be like to have a commune. (laughs) You know, like that's how that's how that works. When I'm sitting there and thinking about all these random things, Mm -hmm. you don't have to pay that much attention to what you're doing because your cult sounds pretty good right now. No. Wait a second. Uh, but I feel like that's how those crazy brainstorms go. But I kind of like it. We t- we have all these conversations about incubation and kind of thinking about stuff for a while, and getting used to the concept. And after a while, you think about that concept for so long that you're like, yeah, that's normal. That it thing also that probably just comes normal. from us working in the basement and being like, what if there was a magical basement where everyone worked? Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think like I don't think anybody's seen it down here, but good. I hope they never do. There's white powdery substance on this table that's been here for like I don't even know how long. Jenny asked what it was. I'm pretty sure it's not cocaine. I'm pretty sure it's coffee creamer, which makes us Powder. way powdered coffee powdered creamer, crust. not not crust that's dried into a crust. So, but yeah, don't look down here if you come over here. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like. If I had a collective, not a commune, if I had a, like a collective thing, I probably wouldn't put people in the basement. Just, just telling you. Just in mm-hmm. case you're... The basement was a metaphor for a communal space. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. But um, yeah, I don't know. So speaking of all of these different kinds of like different qualities, Jenny was mentioning that she did all this research on like the four elements. And so... Because we're doing like 50 things at once, I have also been face deep in all of the symbolism in the cosmos. And as you guys know, that's coming up this fall. And so there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going to be associated with that, including all the amazing pieces of artwork. But I read your sign, Chris. You are a Capricorn. His birth chart or his what his thing is? Just his regular old thing. What does it say about him? It says that he's rational. And I thought about irrational. That. No, a rational type oh. person mm-hmm. says that you don't like superfluous extra garbage, that you uh, are not a gossiper, that you don't really care about anything except for like the most efficient means possible. 
And then I said, that seems like Chris. And then I thought about it for a second. And then I got real confused because mine says that all I do is critique myself all day, which I do because every time we do a podcast, I make Chris go through and take out all the dumb crap I say. <laughs> Make sure nobody ever hears it because I'm like, what did I sound like? like? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. And then, you know, and then I was thinking about that and I was like, oh man, there's got to be something. The funny thing, the one I read about you Mm -hmm. was that when you are uh, Leo, Mm -hmm. you aren't necessarily the arrogant, like headstrong, like raging person (laughs) that they that some people say it is right what they said was that you actually prefer to be like in a small like tight-knit group of people where you can shine amongst the other personalities but not overwhelm them that you like to celebrate the things that are um, important about like the people and the things that are going on Mm -hmm. around you but then it also said that you the Leo part of you, or all of you, yeah, um, needs to have somebody actually tell you you're doing a good job. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like the, um, I mean, parts of that I feel like are true. I've always had a really hard time with Leo because I'm like, it doesn't really feel accurate. You should read the new one. Okay, I should. Well, I read my birth chart and that made a lot more sense. Yeah. Because I think it's more, like it, it doesn't just like say you are this one thing and a twelfth of all people, or like whoever's born in this group, yeah, is this. Um, it's very specific, but that's why when we were reading the Chinese astrology, like the metal rooster, I related to a lot more than a Leo. But I don't know. You're a metal rooster. Oh wait, sorry, you're a metal rooster. I'm an earth dragon. Oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an earth dragon. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's funny. It also says that I can't make any decisions. That's what mine said. And I was like, oh, man, how true. And then I got sad about it. And I said, I need to critique myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. But I don't tricky. know. It it's is tricky. Hard. I feel like, I don't know. I read a couple other people's because I know some some people that are almost to a T, everything that are in the, in the um, Zodiac like symbolism or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is weird. It's weird. It is. Well, when we were doing the Myers-Briggs, I felt like I could identify a person like talking to them. And yeah. then I'd be like, I feel like I know you inside and out. And we just met. And then you're like, this feels weird. Yeah. It feels like you like look through their eyes. That was a creepy thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> like that thing you did with your eyes when you said it was even more, more weirdly intimate. <laughs> what, Chris did or what I no, did? No, you did. Oh. Not me. <laughs> Chris doesn't do anything with his face. But I was thinking about all the stuff that I wanted to do because, again, I'm, like, finishing a bunch of stuff right now. And I need to live in the future. The great thing about finishing all the things is that then we'll be done. We're never done. (laughs) I know, but that's what you always say. Lindsay always lies and just says, well, once we're done with this, then we're done. And then we'll be have all the free time in the world. I see. This is almost over. It's almost over. Yeah. Lindsay always says that. It's a trick. It's very close. (laughs) We're very close to being over. It's closer. Every day is closer. Every day is closer to the final resting place. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, what? (laughs) You know what? You know, the one thing that I wish was closer than it actually is, is I get for real like a huge chunk of emails about great personality every day of my waking life. 
and I have to write people the same thing and tell them that I wish it was going faster, but life is hard. Mm-hmm. And I say a nicer, cooler version of that most of the time. Sometimes they write back and other times they just ignore me, which makes me sad. So if you write me an email about great personality, tell me tell me that I'm doing a good job. Even great if personality you don't know. three should be about a person trying to make a game and they're just stuck in their room the whole time and never meet a person. Oh, I'll be like, I'll be like, <laughs> here's another view of the basement. Yeah, that's one of those things too where I'm thinking constantly about like that's on my list of one million things. Progress is being made, but so slowly, but mm-hmm. only because it's not on fire yet. Because it's not on fire yet, but because everything else is on fire, mm-hmm. the fire has not spread to it quite yet. <sighs> Time for one of those self critiques again, where I make myself feel bad about the things I can't do fast enough. All right, I'm done with that now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm excited to go to Iceland. I am like really, really, really looking forward. I like I like working really hard and then stopping working and just being. That's what I'm looking forward to. I think yep. that'd be really good. Well, that seems like a good place to just call it a day. Get back to work. Get back to work. Yeah. Do your stuff. <laughs> do the things. I, I know I got a lot of stuff to do before we head out, but it's all going to be worth it once we're there. Yeah, it will be. I'll feel very accomplished. I know you guys will too. So... Wish us luck. Uh, bid us adieu on our sweet, sweet adventure. We're going to be probably uh, recording some stuff soon. So wish us luck, and we will see you guys probably from Iceland itself. So, Chris, where can people find us? Uh, you can email us, which we won't check, at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. <laughs> or maybe we will. Uh, you can also uh, visit our blog, blog.lightgrayartlab.com. You can find out more about the next residency at our website, lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're at lightgrayartlab. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can subscribe to this show on the iTunes Music Store or stream it directly on Stitcher Radio. And we'll talk with you soon. Yeah, you know what's sad about buying insoles is that I have like 40 left foot insoles. <laughs> How did that happen? I have no idea. It's really obnoxious. I keep finding them and I'm like, yes, it's the other one. And then I go put it in my shoe and it's the same one. You could cut it into a different shape. I'm not sure I can do that. These are the ones that are like molded to a foot shape. <laughs> oh. I'm going to retire when all my hair is white. Are you? As soon as it's all white, I'll just retire. I thought I was going to retire when I'm 40. That's what I think about when I'm working on all my random deadlines. I'm going to open up my small psychic shop and then you guys can all visit me. So for that, will be my second career. Wait, what's going to be your first career? I don't know, whatever I'm doing right now. Oh. Oh, yeah. Chris's first cell-phoned business. Cell phone? We rented something called a Cuckoo Camper, which is a giant van type object with some sleeping accommodations in it and what i'm really looking forward to that because i like the concept of being in a tiny place with both you guys chris's nostrils are flaring which is how i know that he hates that concept <laughs>